Hey, everybody. This is the Variety and iHeart podcast, The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today, I'm chatting with David Boreanaz. The 51-year-old actor is here to talk about the new season of his hit CBS series, SEAL Team. He directed the first episode airing on December 2nd. How he feels about Stacey Abrams' recent Buffy the Vampire Slayer tweet and why he's not looking to join a reboot of the iconic show anytime soon. Later in the interview, Boreanaz reveals why he recently decided it was time to shut off the comments on his Instagram after he posted a photo and a message supporting LGBTQ youth. Stick around, I'll have David Boreanaz after the break. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. I first met David Boreanaz when he starred as Angel on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was the entertainment editor of a teen magazine and flew out to Los Angeles to interview Boreanaz for his first cover of a magazine. The photos came out great, but the shoot was almost a disaster. I'd asked Boreanaz to bring his dog Blue to the shoot because teen magazines love cute guys with their cute dogs. Well, someone left the door open to the studio and the pooch went missing. Fortunately, Boreanaz quickly found Blue. I reminded him of the story when we caught up over Zoom from his LA area home. How are you, David? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Before we get to anything, I just have to do it and get it out of the way. Okay. <laughs> the first magazine yes. cover I gave you. We all have the early days. Don't we remember those? Yeah. This was, I don't even know what year this was. It was right before you started the Angel series. I, I think, yeah, I just came off Buffy and that kind yeah. of popped in. Yeah. There's a, I, listen, there's a lot of embarrassing things out there on me. I'm sure you could find tons of them. No, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much an open book, man. I think I've reminded you of this because you will never forget this photo shoot because it's when we lost your dog, Blue. Oh yeah, Bertha Blue. That was a remember? sad day. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we we couldn't find the dog, and you went out and you found the dog like blocks away in a bush. That's right. I was from New York, so I didn't know LA at the time, and it must have been at like Milk Studios or something because it was ground level. Your publicist at the time, who I do know, and I remind her of this story all the time, and she was allergic to dogs, and she opened the door, and I was like, I told David to bring the dog because we wanted cute photos with the dog, and the dog has taken life. Um, how are you doing in quarantine and pandemic? I'm fine. I mean, yeah. you know, it's is what it is, and you just kind of yeah you get to the goalpost seems to move a lot with this yeah. uh these restrictions so you just follow the guidelines as best as you can um that haven't really gone anywhere there's nowhere to really go um you know we've adapted to work and happy that we're back up and shooting and you know it's um it's definitely a trying time for all of us and um you know wearing my mask when i go out social distance i get it but it's it's getting a little a little tiring I think all of us are a bit pent up, but, um, you know, just going through the motions of that and understanding it and respecting it and doing the best we can here. When did you start? When did you go back to shooting the show? We went back about a month and a half ago. Uh, we finished like around March 13th, right when the pandemic hit and they were shutting everything down and we were in the middle of shooting um, the episode I was directing and then Chris Chulak was directing one as well. So we were cross-boarding and it was a bit crazy. And I was a big bear. I was in snow and I came off the mountain and I was like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. It's the transpo guys being in the snow for three days. And they said, well, we may be shut down. And I didn't think too much of it. And then 
yesterday, the next day we got shut down. So um, then we waited six, seven months and got back up and, you know, we had to do a lot of meetings with Viacom and go over the protocols and the guidelines, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it worked out that we were able to get past and then we've been up and shooting. So we're already, we're finishing 405 now, 406 we start. So, wow. but now we're a little bit on the Thanksgiving hiatus for four days, but it's kind of like, I don't want to be on a hiatus. I just want to keep working. Right. So is yeah. it testing? Is it testing all the time? How many, how mm -hmm. often are you getting tested? We get tested three times a day and three not three times, times a, a day. Week and oh. I know a day you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get tested. There's certain, we, we work in, in, in groups of um, colors. So we're in the red zone, blue zone is the other, is the crew. So there's a certain amount of people in a red zone and we get tested. I get tested Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three times a week. And uh, it's, it's easy. It's not bad. I, I think that the amount of testing that's going on is uh, facilitated a lot of, um, false negatives which is mm -hmm. one of the system things if you get one of those then you're like then you got to get shut down and go through the process um uh, if you're in you know they do a contact tracing or anything like that but right. we've been good so far so you haven't had you haven't had to shut down that's great no 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 we're good we're we're uh, maintaining our 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 path you know i don't want to jinx it but you just don't know with this you know and no, the, the, the scary thing is you're, you you get tested and you think you're invincible and you're really not because this thing can it's so invisible it's... and i don't know if you've known anybody who's gotten it or yeah. or it. it's very sad and um it affects people that are you know i think um uh, what regard what where their health is and the elderly and it, it's just it's just been wiping people out but uh you know the false negative is that thing that if it hits you're just kind of like there's not much you can do but no. um you just can't and but again if you get you, you get the sense of like oh i just tested so i'm good and you really aren't you know it's a scary virus so i just hope and pray we can all unite and get through this together it's it's a crazy time yeah i mean what i keep saying it's like you know in one so you know someone will say oh i'll go to a restaurant i'm like you don't know what every single person in that restaurant who walks yeah. by you what their protocols have been and it's too scary it's yes, too... it is. Mm -hmm. I agree yeah. with you. You just don't know. And you, you think, Hey, I'm fine. And we can all go to the French laundry. Can't we <laughs> like governor? <laughs> I, mean... I, I don't know. I no, but it's true. Like you said, you go to a restaurant, you think yeah. you're fine. And, uh, and then they're like, Oh, well, we're going to shut down restaurants. And then you say, well, that kind of didn't really help. I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a mystery. This. No, that's what it is. It's like, no, it's, Everything around this, you know, I've talked to so many people about, you know, going back to production or when theatrical release is going to be happening again. I'm like, if anyone tells you they know what's happening, they're lying. They really don't. We no, we've... they really, really don't. And I feel like this almost coming up to a year now of this and this change in our environment. And um, it's changed how we view things. It's changed how we've done things. It's changed. How, you know, I really feel really bad for the kids who are in high school and the kids are in college or university who don't get that experience. Um, they've lost out on that social socialization as well as their education in so many ways. And it's, um, yeah. but you know, I'm trying to find opportunity in it. I'm trying to see the positive in a lot of it as best mm -hmm. as you can. There's always a, you know, a thread through it all, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tricky thing, but uh, you know, 
So, so let's talk about the new season. You directed yeah. the pilot, the, not pilot, the premiere episode, the first episode of the season. Yeah. Well, it was a, the originally was the last year's two parter to end the season. Just so happened that it became the season premiere, which in, in, in all actuality actually works out great for us because it's a big episode. And it's like a one two punch for me and Chris Julak. And, um, you know, uh, a very tough episode to do. Um, it was grueling. The, the environment was tough. You know, four days up a big bear up inside of a mountain, and it was a snowstorm. And, you know, the conditions helped with, um, you know, the performances, I think. I, I, it helped mm. just with the whole drive of the characters in order to you know climbing mountains and you know getting to the top and the, the altitude would get to you mm-hmm. um you know and then the last day we were shooting was shooting with um the dita and just you know it was me and jimmy muro who was the dp who's just phenomenal and we just you know went around and i decided to do every scene in one move i didn't stop because if we had stopped we probably wouldn't have gotten through the day because a snowstorm hit at 12 and we started shooting at wow. seven and you know, all those moments with the dog um, trekking through the snow and then through the trees and then falling with the dog. It was so much uh, physical work um, that I just kind of lost myself in it and just kept going and it worked out great. So I'm very excited about it. I'm, you know, uh, it's one of those shows and I've said this before that, you know, we, we don't, um, we don't have a, a political stance where the series doesn't focus on any kind of COVID issues. Um, you know, this is a unique group of, of men and women who have decided to sacrifice their lives and, you know, and, uh, and really, um, it's a work show, you know, with Chris Chulak coming from ER, it's just the way we shoot it. And I, you won't see this type of show on network television, you know, David Nevin, you, you know, regards it as the best cable show on network. And I, and I agree with that. I, I, we're proud of that. We're proud of the way we shoot anamorphically. We're proud of the fact that we don't, rehearse a lot we just go and shoot and we're 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 fast and we you know we we take care of our business and and I really we're really proud of that and um it's the type of show that's you know on CBS and and I love CBS they're great but it's just it doesn't equate to their network shows you know it's not a network looking show and what we have done in these seasons whether it's a spy rig and hanging off helicopters and shooting it very handheld it's a testament to the hard work of the crew and all of us so um the the first episode starts with a bang and it's it's crazy it's a ride how do you how do you make sure to about this has to be a balance here you, you have a responsibility you want to show these the these um you know navy seals who are mm-hmm. you know heroic and giving up so much but at the same time you have to be entertaining yes yeah of course mm-hmm. you do i mean look we 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 pride it on you know, we have all the action and the missions, but what's really important is their their biggest battle is when they come home and how they deal with society and how they're not accepted or they're not understood because of PTSD or TBI, their brain injuries, how they can't hold down relationships, how uh, they crack at the seams. Um, it's very sad. These guys uh, that work on our show and Mark Owen, who's another executive producer who brought the show to CBS, it was a real seal, 13 deployments, and the stories that they tell are jaw-dropping. You, 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 you listen to guys, just can't under, quite understand their mentality or how they were, are able to do what they do. Um, mm. And just not the physical aspect of it, but the mental aspect of it. You have to entertain, and it has to be entertaining. 
And one of the things I pride the work on is with my teacher, Ivana Chubbuck, who I've been working with for 20 plus years on everything. Um, we bring that sardonic sense of humor to it. We bring that sense of character drive to it, the conflicts. That's where the entertainment lies, and we're very real with it. And um, they're, they're great. It's a great character to play. It's exhausting and mentally confusing in a lot of times, but uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. And um, again, we, we, we love to get into the, the relationships outside of, of those missions, um, and they carry it with them into their missions. So that's what's been very unique for us to explore. So how, how often after you're shooting something that's so intense, do you just, everyone just like has to be silent and just like, okay, we've got to, you sort of got to regroup and just because it's not something like you could, I imagine, could go just in and out of. Um, you have to, if, yeah, you know. there's a decompression that happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just, I, I, I tend to, um, I, I really like the conflicting characters for some reason. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done well with them. And I, I think with this, with Jason Hayes, um, yeah, it does get intense and, Last season was very intense, and for me, it was to, to play that character and go in and have these PTSD moments and these flashbacks and and the, the rage and the frustration. Man, to do those scenes in and out and be able to step back is, you know, there's techniques for that, you know, that we as actors implore and get into. Um, but you have to compartmentalize it and kind of move on, and we have a lighthearted set, and... Um, you know, we play music and uh, have a lot of fun, and it, it's a it's a great great crew. I know everybody gets on and goes, "Oh, we got the best crew in Hollywood, the best crew I've ever <laughs> shot with." But I really, do these guys are great. What they go through and um, just the adversities we go through together, and we bring that to the forefront. And you know, I think it gets a little bit lost in the shuffle because they they consider it a military show, and um, well, you know, call it what you may, but we call it a character drive of development and and like you said seeing these characters outside is a, it's a fascinating fascinating plot to be a part of what what have you learned about yourself playing jason uh you know for for me because i work very much in tune with i'm not a classically trained actor i'm very much street oriented and i, I take my experiences and and use them a lot i learn a lot through you know, uh, my own conflicts and how to apply that to this character. Um, specifically, um, just his drive and his mentality to get the job done. Um, and also to pick the pieces up and carry it on his shoulders as, as, as easy as that may sound. I think one of the, one of the things I've learned is you have to kind of, you, you can't carry everything on your shoulders. You have to be able to let that go and, and, and trust, um, you know, so I, I really have, you know, you can really only control your three foot world and not anything outside that space. And one of the things, a lot of things I learned from these, these guys who have been out there, um, whether it be a seal or a guy from dev grew, um, is they're very good at that. Um, that's why they're so meticulous and clean and detailed oriented. And you learn about that. You learn about your details. You learn about, how meticulous they are and one of their biggest things is they're they're afraid of failure and uh you know when i first started out in this business i was very afraid of failure and um now i learned how to use the fear to 
to not to 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 become a better artist and um those things i've learned with ivana is do you take the, the the biggest flaws that you may have or the biggest fears and you use them don't become a victim of them but turn it around and, and find some gold in it so i've really uh bounced into that area it's just been fascinating how often you said obviously you know mark owen but how often are you sitting down with you know former navy seals who you know tell you jason is me you know not it you, you run into a few of them um traveling when we i was traveling first couple of years with the show and how they were so very kind and so very thankful for the fact that we can go to some dark places where a lot of people don't want to see and go to. And I think that's really the, the, the plus is being able to go to those dark corners of their minds and show everybody out there that this is, they're not just, you know, bringing home the flag and the pan, the, the um, pageantry of it all. They're, they're, mm. they're individuals like all of us who are in pain and need help. Um, and, it, and that struck me so, so much with the people that I would meet whether I be in New York or in Chicago or traveling or in Las Vegas and they'd come up and, you know, thank you so much for what you're doing as far as the character is concerned and is showing these stories, um, very heartfelt moments and mm. moms who have lost their sons, um, extremely painful moments with those gold star families, uh, that will just no dry eyes. You know I mean? It, it's just, it, it, it just is overwhelming amount of, gratitude that they have for them to have lost so much and to be able to come up to you and say thank you so much for what you're doing and you've given my son a voice and that to me is what the show is about um whether it goes away tomorrow you've been able to touch some hearts out there and give them some peace and show them that they, their, their voice continues and their energy continues and that's been very very um impactful for me and i've really uh it's 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 just great to be a part of that and and have them come up to to me and um to talk about those types of things so what do you what do you think when you hear a president who calls you know soldiers people who died in the military suckers and losers you know we it's we don't we what's interesting about our show is we don't get into the politics of it we don't mm -hmm. we don't get into you know, the cake eater attitudes of it all. We don't, we don't choose sides. We have a job to do as actors, characters, mm -hmm. and they go in and they execute that. And that's what, that's what our show is about. Right. We did a, uh, a panel when we first started the pilot. And I guess someone asked about a political question. And I know Chris Chulak, uh, executive producer was just very much like, we don't, we don't get into the politics of it all. And, um, we just don't. I, I, I'm not one to kind of dive into the politics of it all. You know, um, it's uh, it's upsetting when you hear that. You know, because I've 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 been fortunate to meet these gold star families, and yeah. uh, it's sad. It really is sad. So I saw some of your tweets. You know, when Joe Biden <laughs> tweeted, I'm, "Bo was." I'm giving it all up. I can't. <laughs> I'm terrified to go on Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're there. Um, you know, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I took a couple shots at CNN early on, and I think it was more or less the outlets of the media. And I think if we can gain anything in this world, is um, a responsibility of the media to 
see what they're reporting on all sides. I'm not, I don't want to point mm -hmm. fingers. I just want, I feel like it's, it's opened up a lot of like doors for everybody going, well, what do you believe? Right? Like what, <coughs> what's going on here? So, um, yeah, I put out some tweets that have been pretty aggressive in the past and, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the, one of the recent ones was I don't have to talk shit about people. Their actions speak <laughs> loud. So what were you talking about there? Um, wait, well, can you read the whole tweet to me? So it can, I, can remind me. Sure. It was <laughs> on November. It was on November 5th. Um, okay. I don't have to talk shit about people. Their actions speak loud enough. Exactly. I think it's just the general kind of out there put of either people's actions speak loudly. I mean, that says speaks volumes in this environment. I don't really think that mm -hmm. you really need to explain it. Um, you know, I, I'm a very well-rounded tweeter. <laughs> I try to be very smart as best as I possibly can. I mean, I saw some really, you know, sweet tweets you did about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, hey, it's just, uh, you know, um, you know, I, 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 I kind of, for me, it's just really about, you know, recognizing uh, true energy, recognizing the people out there that have the, the past they have put forth and recognizing their honesty. And I think uh, that's, uh, you know, again, noting somebody who I, I, I feel was uh, needed to be, hey, hey, loved and appreciated, mm. right, for all their work. And we've come so far in the world and then, um, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and all these things that have gone on. Um, I think one of the things we could take away from 2020 is understanding there's so much conflict and so much hate and anger. Um, and everybody wants that to dissolve. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of shots that are being fired these days, whether mm -hmm. it's from the left or the right and, or the conservative middle. And, um, you know, my dad always saw, told me, just don't talk politics or religion at a table, but at my table, Italians, so they get a little aggressive as the night progresses. And if that's maybe because they're drinking their own homemade wine, I don't know. <laughs> if it's the holidays, they want more people at the table, but we can't do that. And it's kind of laughable for them. So <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to maintain myself. We need to take a short break right now, but when we return, Boreanis weighs in on Stacey Abrams' tweet last month about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and find out why his support of LGBTQ youth caused him to shut off comments on his Instagram. We'll be right back. It's safe to say 2020 was one of the most difficult years ever for so many, and these remain very challenging times. That's why I'm here to ask you, how can I help? My name is Dr. Gail Saltz, host of the new weekly podcast, How Can I Help? with Dr. Gail Saltz, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, best-selling author, and I'm here to help. Join me every Friday, where you can ask your most pressing questions and get helpful guidance on topics ranging from coping with anxiety and mood, relationships, to family and parenting issues, to workplace dynamics, to dealing with COVID fatigue, and everything in between. While it has been a tough time, you don't have to navigate it alone. So, how can I help? 
You can send your questions anonymously to me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com and I will answer with specific advice and understanding. Listen to How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I also saw, which made me really happy, you wore a Spirit Day t-shirt for LGBTQ youth. Why was that important for you? You know, I just believe that you, you, we just have to, uh, there's got to just be more love. I mean, I come from the, and I went to school at Ithaca, so everything was peace, love, and happiness. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, regardless of your choices, you know, you have to embrace them and love them. And I don't believe in the bullying aspect. I hate bullies. I really have, and I do. I do. Um, you know, having just, we're all people, so live and love, man. <laughs> live and love, so, man. And I support, geez. and it's, I, I posted that on Instagram and I got a lot of flack from people. Oh, well, you're Catholic and you shouldn't be wearing that Sure, mm. You know, you get a lot of comments from people. Yeah. Hence why I turn my comments off on Instagram and people are like, well, I shut your comments off. Is everything okay? Probably because I really am not <clears throat> too interested in your opinion. You know, maybe because mm. I just, would like to put out some energy and, and, and that's about it and take it for what it is. So, um, you know, it's, um, yeah, I remember that when I put that post out and on Instagram, some of the comments were so rude and so angry, um, mm. that I just, that was the turning point for me. I was like, I can't, you know, Hey, I'm either going to get off of this social platform. Um, and I don't care what kind of brands that it can get me or kind of money they can get me, but I, I missed the days when it was just a pager and you just went about your work um so that was kind of the turning point is just to shut these comments off and you know continue down and i'm so close to just getting rid of all social media i really am is it because of that because of backlash no it's not because of that it was just one of those things that's just really upset me you know it's um i i just am you know what type of family that I have and to come from my parents taught me up to, to, you know, to love everybody regardless of their skin color or their gender or whatever. It's it just, you just people, you know, and mm. um, that's all. Do you, do you think fans were surprised to see you do that? Do they assume, you know, you're this hockey playing, playing a Navy SEAL, you're not going to be putting on the purple t-shirt. Right. I, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't die too much. I didn't, I didn't assume that or kind of look into it that deeply. Um, you know, it's uh, something that uh, obviously again was done through with CBS as well. So, you know, I, 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 I was the kid who just, you know, was on the bungee cord, just jumped. I didn't really think too much about those types of things. And I, and if I believe in something or I'm inspired by it and, um, I'm just going to put it out there and so it's amazing it. that, you know, as a gay man, I have to tell you that seeing someone like you with a t-shirt like that, that's going to mean a lot to a kid. It's yes, of course. It. And I, you know, that's gonna, it's, we just, you get into the children's mind and you say, if that's going to help them, it's great. And I, and I love that. And, and that's really what, let's get to the simple aspect of it and right. conversation and not argue about the 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 whole thing it, it just gets to be a lot of rhetoric sometimes but you're absolutely right you know my manager who i've been with for so many so many years is a gay manager and i i just 
you know, I, I just uh, love everybody, man. No, there's a few people I don't like, but <laughs> I can count them on my hands. Okay. But what you, but what you said how, in your tweet. That's how much less hate I do have. But what you said in your tweet, you don't have to talk shit about anybody. You let their actions. Actions speak louder <laughs> than what they're saying. That's very true. It's very true. You can watch it and go, well, okay. You get on your so, soapbox and I can watch your actions. So, hey. so let, let's talk about something fun. Stacey Abrams. Yes. Her tweet. To be fair, Angel was the right boyfriend for Buffy coming into okay. her power. Spike was the right man to be with as she became the power. Do you agree? No. <laughs> your, fir your first love is your true love, and your true love is your first love. Game over. I'll let uh, everybody else go off of that quote. Uh, <laughs> were you surprised <laughs> to see Stacey Abrams weighing in on the Angel? Well, you know, listen, if, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. You know, no, you know, she's, uh, she's a great person and all, but I disagree. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> and what you have to realize is that there's a generation who watched it who can now be governors. <laughs> yes, very true. Right? <laughs> very true. Yes. yes. But again, it's again. I always felt like your first love is your true love. Your true love is your first love. That, that's across the board. I are you surprised how the fandom hasn't stopped? I mean, I, I it won't ever you, stop. It's never going to no. stop. God bless them all. I love it. It's but great. what what is it? What is it that has resonated with people like Stacey Abrams, who's a full adult, who's you know, helping change elections, but she's thinking about Angel and Spike. I love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, more, more reason to watch the shows and go back and relive them. There's just a sense of, of the way what Joss had done with that show and David Greenwald did with Angel was just, you know, being a part of that. And uh, you're kind of in, you know, on the ins and the outs of it all and behind the, the, the magical, the Oz curtain, right? How it all works. Um, you know, very just at that time and that in high school years and characters of depth of Shakespearean based characters and love and romance and God, if he kisses someone, he's going to turn evil. And <laughs> it's so many metaphors involved in this show. And there's so many adventure. And then, oh my God, you're fighting some dude and the hell mouth opens. And it's like, what is that demon? <laughs> it's just bizarre, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's just generations will enjoy that show. And, um, you know, when we made it, it was, hey, it was, you know, the technology wasn't advanced enough where you could right. morph creatures and on the fly and what you can do now. If they like actually made a movie or did something uh, with all the technology that I have today, it would be crazy, you know, it'd be so much fun. It'd be crazy to see how they, I mean, the, 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 just the amount of time it took to go through the makeup and um, for all those creatures and demons. But I, it's just that fun time. And man, I remember the one episode where I was cast into the Hellmouth or something, <laughs> Buffy had to kill me in the sword and I was stuck into this, beast and the mouth open i was like laughing i was like this is crazy at the time <laughs> and then we did an appearance in new york and uh man the fans came out and it was i literally was overwhelmed with the amount of people that were outside of new york and they had to shut it down we had to cross buildings and it was just a 
it was crazy, but it was, it, it was that spark of romance, right? It was that intensity. Mm-hmm. It was that, oh my God, you're in so much love that you can't be together. <laughs> People love that. And that's what I'm saying. That's first love is true love. That's it, man. <laughs> so if tomorrow, let's say, I could set up a debate stage, Stacey Abrams here and you're there, would you debate sure. her? Of course. Would you debate her? Yeah. It'd be over in one second. Your first love is your true love. Your true love is your first love. And that's all I have to say. It's over, man. It's done. And then, then you just drop the mic and walk off? Well, yeah, just drop the mic and walk off. Then it's over. <laughs> Much love, Stacy. And I love, I appreciate your tweet, man. But, you know, I played the character. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you ever want to revisit the role? No, only because, I, you know, I'm all for, you know, people redoing it or whatever but i it's just a i'm too old you know it's it's not like we're we, the cast of friends is reuniting or the you know i don't know it's like this type of show is like we're not hanging out in the coffee shop on a couch you know and I just, yeah but <laughs> look but. man i get it but you know but with all that technology geez it can make if they made robert de niro look really young in the that one movie they put all the computer stuff i don't know yeah. i just don't think that it would be uh it would be, you know, I, I would encourage them to find somebody else to do it. And I would love that I, just to see that. I, I, I have no problems with that. I mean, you um, can play, you can play Angel Junior's father. <laughs> I, I can't have a moment of happiness. Don't you understand? I go crazy. There's no I, kids involved. Man. I didn't say you like the kid. Oh, I, <laughs> okay. Well, Connor's coming back, man. <laughs> At the office, if anything Buffy comes, the slack is going. Like, did it you just see goes, this? man. It's crazy. Like Buffy, Angel. Which one was better? Which one was like, hey, what did you? What show did you like? And you know, Angel. You know, Angel tackled this whole like thing in downtown LA, and it was more of an agency, and it was an older show. Buffy was more teen driven, teen, uh, you know, kind of angst and right. No hell, I was just the guy. I was two two hundred and forty two years old, so there was a lot going on there for me. I was like, you know, I've been around. I've seen a lot, guys. From my, you, from my character's perspective, do you still own anything from Buffy? Do you have anything? Oh yeah, I got a uh, I got a really cool. Um, I got on the set of Angel, which was a was in Angel's apartment. It's like this little small wooden pop up bar. Like you open it mm-hmm. and the like this thing comes up and it's like a bar, which I thought was really cool. I have a couple scripts from the pilot that were autographed from Joss and from, from Sarah. Um, personal things. I have Angel's jacket. I have his bangs. When, okay, when was the last time you put the jacket on? And when was the last time you put the fangs on? Oh, the fangs are like, I think my manager has them, so I don't know. I haven't put them on in a long time. And the jacket? Does the jacket still need, fit? You don't need fangs in Hollywood. Remember, actions speak louder, <laughs> louder. than words. They just come out. <laughs> the jacket I have, it's hanging up in my closet. I, I'm, it's hanging up in this closet. I probably can go pull it out for you right now and see if it fits, but I, we don't have time. <laughs> what, is it, so it's just... what, just... You're like, go get the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, it, I have a, let's see, what else do I have? Um, I may have a couple of shirts, but nothing really, but I think that's probably all I have. I wish I had got the car. He had a cool car. I think it was a Plymouth. I don't know. You got the bar and you got a jacket. 
gotta borrow a jacket, man. And some and dirty things. No, I think the WB gave me a watch for my birthday. Is that and what you got? Watches, because it's all about time. The time they take away from you in life. <laughs> but what kind of watch? I don't remember. I don't know. It's a, it's a nice watch. It was a very nice watch. <laughs> they were very nice. When WB was trying to be a network, and they only had two words, two letters. <laughs> I remember Jay Leno going, you need more. We need one more letter. You're one gene away from being a network. <laughs> but I will say that WB pro provided a lot of talent that came out of that pool. If you look at yeah. like, I, I just impressed by that. Those shows that came out. And again, I think it's a testimony to just the types of shows and this innovative stuff and uh, fun to be around and be a part of that time. Awesome. David, this is great. This is a nice little walk down memory lane. I'm glad you appreciated it, because <laughs> I did too. Stay safe and be well. See ya. That was David Boreanaz. The new season of SEAL Team premieres December 2nd on CBS. Thanks for listening to this week's Big Ticket. On the next episode, I'll be chatting with former NFL champ and Sylvie's Love star and producer, Namdi Asamoah. Until then, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your Hollywood news, head over to Variety.com. And please keep wearing masks. Stay safe and be well. I'll see you soon. Hold up. 